think about this movie visually in terms of like, do these characters, well, some of them look like the characters from the games? Fine. I'll give you that. Yeah. Some of the character design is decent, but that's where it begins and that's where it ends. Everything else about this movie is a giant bag full of salted assholes. I mean, we got the soundtrack. The soundtrack is red and that's the, the soundtrack. Generation. Okay. Okay, I will that, agree that, with that, you. That's three things. <laughs> I will agree with you. The soundtrack is five times better than this movie is. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Epic Film Guys podcast. We are here to just sucker punch you straight in the nutsack, which I guess is probably the most apt description of this show that I have ever said at the top. But uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. We know we haven't been here in a little while. Uh, I 100% hold responsible my co-host, my life partner, as it were, with his green shuck of hair. Justin, well, it's kind of it's kind of like I haven't done anything with it because uh, it's kind of really faded. It looks yellow now. It, it is what it is. But yes, the fucking human troll doll, as I'm known. <laughs> Hashtag that motherfucker. As, uh, as he's known by that one guy from that one podcast who we've listen, first spoken to stuck with me for life. So it's it's a thing now. But yes, blame me. Blame all me Justin's all you fault. want. I'm I'm ready to be here and excited to be here. And you want to get spanked with the belt? Ooh, yes, please. It's been and a he's long gonna time. He's going to spank you with have, the belt now. I did have to put on some pants for this. I wasn't expecting us to do this this late. Usually my old man ass is in bed sleeping by now. But so you're, I'm not, but you're I'm not. Okay, but if you had to put on pants, but we can't see your legs. <laughs> so are you, are you saying you want to see my dick? Because if that's. Yeah, that, want, I mean, that was that was the that was the dream. I mean, it's been a while. I don't know if it's going to live up to your standards. You know, compared to the last time you saw it, but probably not. <laughs> compared to are, are, are we going back in time? We're gonna go back to the days when Epic Film guys just talked about dicks the entire show. When has that never been the case? <laughs> a little dick, it's pathetic. I mean, that's us, baby. But speaking of talking about dicks, there is, of course, yes, the one and only, ladies and gentlemen, our beautiful, magical, wonderful god of podcasting. That's a lot of cum. What a segue, Nick. <laughs> And what an introduction. <laughs> now you're going to die. Oh, my Lord in heaven. Yes, Loisos. Uh, welcome, Loisos. Hi. How Thank are you? you? Hi. Wonderful. I Thank love you. you. How are you? I want to see Kid get stabbed. I, okay. I just said I'm wonderful. Thank you for asking. How are you, Nick? <laughs> I am I am spectacular. So The boys are back. We're, we're doing a little, something a little bit special here tonight to celebrate the 25th anniversary of... Uh, jo- oh, fuck. What are we talking about? Justin, I, you got to remind Mortal me. Mortal Kombat! I knew if anybody was going to scream it like a fucking madman, it was going to be Justin. But yes, of course, 25th anniversary of Mortal Kombat. So uh, we put the word out there into the nerd universe, and we got uh, somebody from a pop culture podcast with nerd in the title. We are <laughs> First time ever on the actual show proper, I believe. We've had Fuzzy long time ago from when he was on uh, who spiked the puns but uh thrilled 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 to be joined by the one and only mr duty dutrum from shake and not nerd welcome to the epic film guys thank you very much for for having me long time listener patreon fan and everything uh, i'm very excited to be here talking about the best video game movie ever 
but can you tell me how you feel about... He said that he sucked the blood from the penis and put the balls in his mouth. I mean, if someone was going to suck the blood out of me, I'd at least want to enjoy it, right? Yeah. <laughs> when has the show ever not been about dicks? Truer words have never been spoken on this show. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord so yes um listeners of the show of course yes it has been a little bit of time before your wonderful epic film guys those those beautiful beautiful people who you love have assembled under the same roof we're thrilled to be joined by duty i love shaken not nerd and he also does on the same feed shaken not noob which is all video games he also does with fuzzy dan which not only do you get your nerd stuff, your pop culture stuff and everything on one feed, but you also get all your video game stuff, which is the only way I stay plugged into the world of video games, even though I only ever play Minecraft and Satisfactory. So <laughs> I really, really appreciate that. And it's great to have Duty here to talk video games as well, because he's going to be able to plug into more of that, uh, more of that kind of realm of it. But yes, we've been, we've been, we've been away. We're working on some, some stuff behind the scenes. We're trying to get a better recording schedule to be a hundred percent frank with you guys. We have the shittiest recording schedule imaginable and it doesn't work for myself anymore in terms of editing. It doesn't work for any of us in, anymore in terms of what we're trying to achieve for the show. So we're still going to work to do everything we can to bring you all the content we can. That's what's most important to us is making sure that we deliver amazing, amazing content to your hear, ear holes, your hear holes, your assholes inside your of your hole too. <laughs> well, some of your dick that holes. That one as well. Some of your dick holes we're not touching, but some of them, yes. Loisos can touch the rest. I, I'm, I'm up for it. I'm game. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> he's shaking his head before he's agreeing to this, but he's going to do it no matter what. Well, so, he, it, yeah. I mean, exactly. At this point, I've resigned to my fate that even if I'm not, uh, even if I don't agree to it, I'm still going to be forced to. Yeah, don't forget, you, all, so. we, we, you are still going to be sent. Like, we're going to do a giveaway one of these days where you will be the prize. And all of a sudden, somebody's just going to show up at your house, hogtie you, throw you in a shipping crate, and you're going to wake up chained to a radiator in Tommy Wiseau's house. Oh, wait, that already happened to you when you went out to the premiere, best friends. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days, we'll, we'll, we'll get him to actually admit to it. He'll be able to tell us the entire story. And then, voice sauce, the book will happen. And he'll become a millionaire. It'll be can like they make it? Can they make a movie there. about it? Who's going to play us in the movie? Oh, I can call it the truth to the souls. <laughs> see, the only Love scene it. that we'll be in, Nick, is like the scene where he comes back from being there with them, and, and you ridicule me mercilessly. And it'll just be like a small video clip of like two random assholes talking to him. So it won't even be. We won't even get. Known it'll be a actors. cameo. It'll be a cameo. Seth Rogen is Nick and John Bernthal is Justin. There yeah. you go. Yeah. That's yeah. your cast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I figured. But, I'm, um, I'm down with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with the Punisher playing me. Bring it Ladies on. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That's, we want, we want to make sure we can deliver quality content to your ears. And that's, and that's one of the things we've been working on is getting on the same page in terms of recording schedules. So that way we can make sure we're delivering high quality podcast content to you guys. Cause yeah, our recording schedule has been like, weekday nights for years and years and years and it just doesn't work for us anymore so we're working on that please uh, don't go away keep us in your podcatchers we promise we're going to be delivering a lot more stuff soon but as justin said tonight is all about mortal Kombat. before we get into mortal Kombat, however because he's a first-time guest on the show and even though i was talking about it just a little bit because uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of Shake and Not Nerd, and so should you be, even though I'm still convinced that Ian the Footlong Johnson is not a real person. But, um, <laughs> Duty, please, if you can, tell us a little bit about what you guys do over on Nerd. 
Uh, yeah, so like ninety nine percent of the uh, podcasts that are out on the internet, it's a it's a movie uh, pop culture podcast on Mondays. Uh, so I think that's like Sunday nights for the states where uh, we're going to talk about movies. We talk about you know our top favorite uh, horror characters and stuff like that. Uh, and then on Fridays in Australia and Thursdays in in the states, we talk about video games, which is uh, Shaken Not Noob. Um, so if you're more of a comic book uh, pop culture movie guy, then nerds for you. If you want to know, you know. Does the new Avengers game actually, is it actually any good? Then check out Noob. Um, and yeah, it, we, it, we essentially try to cover everything, but not on the one episode. It's, it's be a six hour episode. Oh God. Um, yeah. We've had <laughs> multiple arguments and fights. We we had uh, a pretty heated discussion about uh, Halloween 2018 that went back and forth. And, you know, Paul from the Countdowns got involved in that <laughs> argument and fight. Um, we've had loads of, loads of things. We recently had Dork Court on, which is a, a debated episode of How who was a better you. killer, Freddie or Jason. Oh, that so was, was a good episode, cool. too. I just finished that one not too because I'm still like a month and a half behind on podcasts. So I just got a chance <laughs> to listen to that one that one recently. But yeah, you guys do it, a great show. It's hilarious. I I think I've told you before, even personally, but I don't know how you managed to distill something so listenable out of such chaos because it's literally, especially, I mean, you guys have been doing remote and all the different stuff with Corona and everything, of course, but like it's five of you in like what the back room at the comic book store. Like yeah, it's it, it's normally five of us, and we've got our own studio now. So the the comic book stores actually put a studio together for that's us. That's great. Thirty two big thirty two B big no road Moravin, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Heard that <laughs> fucking hell. sound drop so many times. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun remotely. It's uh it's a lot more editing work to do because you know someone's talking over the top of someone else, and you have to edit it out. But you know we do our best. We we try to 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 please newcomers and old fans alike, and. There's something somebody doesn't like. You're sure going to hear about it. Well, speaking of things that somebody doesn't like, we are now, ladies and gentlemen, going to shift over into 1995's Justin. Mortal Kombat! (laughs) (laughs) My wife is going to come out here in five minutes, and I'm going to get hit in the head with something, just to warn you. But that was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) I got some Mortal Kombat fans for you. That's right. Duty Duty also brought the Duty also brought the Shaken Nerd soundboard. Two soundboards? Has this ever happened on an Epic Film Guys episode? I think it, ever? it I think it happened on one of the Patreon episodes I recorded with Paul because I think he had his uh, his soundboard for one of the um the EFG Nick and I recording sessions. But on the main show, no, I don't believe we've ever had two soundboards at once. So Duty and I can just have a conversation with the soundboard. Bitches can't get <laughs> enough of my stuff. I'll, uh, I'll 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 do, I'll do my best not to uh, to fuck that up and uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, we are if nothing else, duty. We are an audio train wreck every time. So the more chaos we can add to that, that you're just talking about adding more dismembered limbs and like body parts and shit to the to the to the chaos. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, if why don't I, Loisos, our beloved guy of podcasting? I can't believe I haven't played his sound drop yet. Let's get him in here. Oh. Colby Mack, ladies and gentlemen, but um, Loisos, can you please tell us what Mortal Kombat is all about? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, of course, Mortal Kombat. Um, th- th- this film had its release in 1995, just eight months after another fighting game to screen adaptation, Street Fighter. And I think the fact that we did not do a 25th anniversary retrospective episode of Street Fighter should tell you all you need to know about the quality of that film. But um, anyway, Mortal Kombat, of course, uh, based on 
I would have done it. Does anyone like Street Fighter? Does Why anyone like that movie? Me drunk right now. <laughs> I actually saw a guy at a convention last year that had a Street Fighter shirt. Not a Street Fighter shirt of the game. It was the poster <laughs> for the movie. Like he had oh, had an ironed on a t-shirt. Like he had paid someone to put that on a shirt. Listen, so, sometimes like, so. Sometimes you yeah. go to Goodwill and you find stuff in the free bin <laughs> that you can just take, and that's got to be where that was. That is so 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 sad (laughs) but anyway uh of course we all know mortal kombat is based on an enormously popular video game series how dare you controversial for its depiction of graphic violence and gore yeah and and so of course the movie was rated pg-13 but we'll get to that and especially for their time uh the games were outrageously violent which is of course why kids loved them uh but, you know, they, they cause quite a, stor- a stir with parents in the media. So, um, Duty, since you're our guest, I'd like to ask you first, um, what was your first exposure to the game? Do you have any specific memories regarding the game and also the movie? Yeah. Because um, I was I, two I, when this movie came out. and, and I, was, I was three. <laughs> I was, yeah, and I was zero when the game came out. So I, I have very little history with this movie. What uh, a story, but maybe Mark. As a video game fan, you'll be able to tell us your perspective. Yeah, I I grew up playing Mortal Kombat and, and Tekken and stuff like that. Uh, my brother was you know more of a Tekken man, and on my Nintendo sixty four, I had Mortal Kombat four, and that was that was my jam back in the day. Um, and then you know when I was about you know six, and I was like, oh, did you watch the Mortal Kombat movie? I'm like, there's a fucking movie of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and then you know seeing my favorite characters fighting on screen in like you know dark green backgrounds with fluoro pink lights coming through it, and all this sort of ugly set design just this awesome live action version of exactly what you see sort of coming from your, your nintendo or your sega and stuff like that so yeah I, I grew up living and breathing mortal kombat i fucking love it are you someone see i haven't played any of the more modern iterations of the games but are you someone you still play them now right yeah yeah i uh, I've, I've i still play them i still review them uh for for the podcast and for youtube and stuff like that i went to a mortal Kombat tournament they had at um a gaming expo last year and they were handing out free beer and free wine for everyone watching so it's just this big crowd of people getting real shit face and just screaming at this giant projection screen of, of two like championships fighters going off against each other it was insane it's a really <laughs> good community see that feels like the that feels like the right atmosphere for for a Mortal yeah. Kombat tournament. Oh my well, lord! Nick, I mean, I got to throw it to you real quick before I hop in here and tell my hour-long story of how I saw the movie opening night. Everybody, get ready <laughs> to put your headphones down. <laughs> but no, I mean, you're the gamer on this show, 100, percent man. So we've never actually talked about if this was a game you played growing up, or if you were a big fan of it, or anything. Uh, no, this, this, this was not my jam back in the day. And it's not because I like, I've played Mortal Kombat, like the original, like I I got swept up in the mayhem back in the day, of course, when everybody else did, it's a great fighting game, fighting games just are not my jam. Uh, I just do not really get with them. The only one that I ever really super gelled with was the original killer instinct. Loved that game. Uh, Glacius was the man, but you know, I never ever got into, into Mortal Kombat in terms of playing the actual games or anything like that. It was just never, like, like I said, it's just a fighting game and it's just outside. It's like racing games or anything of that kind of nature. Like they're just not my speed. It's just not like I'm an RPG guy. Like I love to be immersed in an RPG world. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, you know, give me, give me the spirits within any day and I'm fine, but yeah, (laughs) they did do a Mortal Kombat RPG uh, on PlayStation two, I think. Good God. (laughs) Was that the, Wasn't that Scorpion related or was that 
Or am I wrong about that? Uh, they did Shaolin Monks, which was a two-player sort of RPG action game rather than a fighting game. I did uh, play and then it. They did, yeah, and then they did uh, Mortal Kombat Sub-Zero, which was on PlayStation 1 and uh, the Nintendo 64, which was a side-scroller, a bit like Mario, that's but then the you fight had. people at the end. Yeah, yeah, that's all that I had. I remember that one. Okay. No, no, yeah, awesome. so no, I never, I never, I never really got it. I never really got on board with the, with the games, but I, I can't remember exactly when I saw this movie. I did see this in the theater though, at least as far as I'm aware, because I was 15 years old when this came out. Like I was the audience for this movie when it came out. We're going to talk about that as we get a little bit further into it. But Justin, for the love of God, <laughs> tell us your opening night story. If there was ever a movie for 15 year old boys. <laughs> this is 100% it. Yeah. Well, it was, yeah. and I heavily anticipated it. And Nick, you know where the fuck I saw it. It's the theater that you go to when th- that theater is open. I saw it at AMC Vestal when it was Lowe's. When it was Lowe's, yep. Whatever. Back in the day, I saw it opening night. My grandmother dropped me off and let me see this shit, and there was nobody else in the theater but me. When I look at the box office compared to the budget, it kind of surprises me. But you know what? You know, pre-recording, you and I talking about what it's going to be like you going back to that theater uh, post-COVID, no one went to that theater really anyways. So it's true. It is what it is. But um, I played the games. I was a gigantic fan. I was a Sega kid growing up. Like, I loved my Nintendo. But when Sega hit, I was a fucking monster on that thing. And I think the first Mortal Kombat game I played was part two. And I loved it. Yep. And then every chance I had after that, every pizzeria or any like Chuck E. Cheese, I'm pretty sure for a little bit had Mortal Kombat 3, which shows you the difference between what parents were cool with that back would never happen today. Holy you shit. Know? No. Now it all has to be educational where I have to throw a ball in a hole and show the kid how to do it so he feels like he did a good job rather than like, hey, you bullet fucking guy's head right off his sc- you know. Listen, I still thing. I still could never tell you what video games they ever had at Chuck E. Cheese because I only ever played the Simpsons game and Turtles in Time. Those are the only Moon two Walker. games that Chuck E. Cheese ever worth Dude, playing, goddammit. Moonwalker, Moonwalker, Turtles in Time, the original Moonwalker you game. played if the Simpsons and X-Men, yeah, X-Men, you're right. If the Simpsons, X-Men, X-Men yeah. and uh, Turtles in Time were all full, then you're like, all right, fine, I'll play Moonwalker because it was actually a pretty fun game. All y'all motherfuckers know I'm a big MJ fan, so whatever. But but th- again, going back to it, I did see this movie opening night. I heavily anticipated it. I had, like, I think by that point, I had, like, Sub-Zero and Scorpion action figures and shit. Like, the pop culture phenomenon was real for this property, so definitely was excited watching it. Well. <laughs> okay, are we going to talk about the movie now? Well, oh, just, oh, just go. oh, we have to actually talk about the movie now. Oh. to ask you justin 
before we get into it, what were your first impressions of the movie when you saw it? Well, I mean, like even rewatching it tonight, you know, before our discussion, it, it resonates with me a lot with what movies were like at that time, especially 1995. You know, Nick and I went in deep on the Sly Sloan Judge Dredd a few months ago. We talked about Batman Forever. Uh, we did not talk about the 1995 Power Rangers movie, which I don't know how oh, we did. Fuck, that's a great movie. Wait, why haven't we done this and can we do it? Well, we <laughs> that, still is a, can. that is a fantastic we movie. Another movie I saw in the theater that year. But, you know, when you look at action movies, how is it? I don't even know how that, how that, how does that even happen? How it slipped by? They filmed, I don't know. They filmed that shit in Sydney and you could actually get the ooze jars. Because like, I lived in Sydney at the, the time, and you could actually start? buy them. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're I, filming it now. Holy shit! See, we're Fuck we're just talking about fucking power. Right? No, listen, we can still do that. Let's, if, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to hear us talk about that movie, even though we're like three months late, Nick claims that you guys don't give a fuck if we're like late to the game. So, hey, the anniversary was three months ago. We're gonna do it now. Let us know if you want to hear it. But, um, but going then back, they, to this then movie, they want to hear you watch the new Power Rangers <laughs> movie again and give it the rating it deserves. No, you vicious no, bastard. No. <laughs> I just no. expect you to cut out clips of what I said from that and mix it in. Because <laughs> I swear to God, I, throughout that review, I'm sure that I went back to the, you know, the 95 the clips, version. The clips, I'll get clips of, of Jeff Daniels and Dumb and Dumber taking that giant shit in the toilet, and that'll be Justin's there review of Power Rangers there 2017 or whatever. Don't forget, you fucking defended that shit. I did. Whatever. Again, I did. For the 15th time. I defended Going back it. To this, movie, this movie is a mid-90s action. Martial arts spectacle i mean it, it definitely is what those kinds of movies were it looks the same it feels the same um it was trying to be um what at the time was an innovator as far as cgi enhancement is concerned uh within the realms of what was allowed with the budget that was provided which in this case was 122 million um which not a huge budget but for this kind of movie uh Nothing to, you know, sniff at or anything like that. So my initial reaction walking out of this was I remember being like it was fun, but it definitely was not the movie that I expected. I think everyone going into this that played the games were like, yo, I just want to see when that dude hits that other dude, a bucket of blood sprays all over the fucking screen. <laughs> that didn't happen. So Signature I mean, moves. You know, it, it is what it is, right? So I, I mean, I'd love to hear. I mean, again, dude, you came to it way later, so. You were a huge fan of the game. You played the game first beforehand. What was your first initial reaction to the movie when you watched it? Um, I was I, I was kind of happy with the the character, like because the big thing for me, if you do any sort of interpretation from games, books, whatever, is the character design and are they essentially doing the iconic things that they do? It's like, yep, so Scorpion shot, you know, fire at he breathed fire and he had the the harpoon sort of thing coming out of his hand. Uh, Sub Zero, of course, shot ice balls. Um, Liu Kang did his bicycle kick, which is fucking awesome. I, I I really enjoyed it, and as a kid, when I watched it, you're watching it as an adult now, it's different. But as a kid, just seeing the you know the the shitty pirate ship all covered in smoke and ripped sails and like fluoro lights coming through it, I was like, man, this movie's fucking awesome. And then you watch it now, and you're like, man, this is filmed in some dude's basement. <laughs> and, but I I, I kind of liked it. Like it, it 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 was it was a simple story that they didn't sort of fuck up like they did with street fighter like street fighter guile is an american character played by the muscles from brussels where this they're going yep johnny cage is he starts the fucking film in los angeles and shit um yeah i i, I thought it's a i think it's i still think it's the, the best movie uh video game movie ever 
and they cast Ever? actual Asian Ever. actors as the Asian characters. So like, yeah, I, I think I, I think this movie definitely was made by people who actually cared about making a Mortal Kombat movie. Um, we didn't get the brutality that we wanted necessarily, but um, you knew. Paul W.S. Anderson, he really attempted to bring these characters from the game to life in a faithful way. And um, this movie is the sophomore effort of one Paul W.S. Anderson, who is known for directing his wife, Mila Jovovich, and another video game to film franchise, um, Nick's favorite, Resident Evil. God. The only <laughs> guy on this podcast that has seen all of those movies and will continue to see them if they get released in the theater. You brave man. Yeah. He does that for you, listeners. Don't forget that. Those movies are, they just get worse and worse. It's like falling <laughs> downstairs. Holy <laughs> shit. I'm sure, Nick, you're going to be really excited for Monster Hunter, which we saw pictures of. No trailer. No. But, and, uh, and my heart uh, breaks uh, for no. Caleb from Netflix and Stool because I know he loves the Monster Hunter franchise. And my God in heaven, he's coming on the show. Whenever that movie comes out, he's coming on the show because if you thought his Alien Covenant rant was something, I can't wait to hear him tear a fucking massive shithole through whatever Paul W.S. Anderson does to Monster Hunter because it's going to be insane. Yeah. I so mean, we might as well. I want to hear, let's, Nick, I don't know, you said you don't remember the first time you saw this, you said you did see it in theaters. Yep. Going back and revisiting this movie, what was that experience like for you? Uh. I knew it! I knew it! No! Wrong! Now shut the fuck up and let me do my job! This movie is a giant bag of assholes. I can't believe a 15-year-old Nick ever walked out of a movie theater and was like, I really enjoyed that. No, you know what? I can because 15-year-old, because this this audience for this movie is still 15-year-old boys. 15-year-old, you'd see this. Of course, it would look really cheesy by today's standards if you're watching it you know, oh, yeah. for the first time. But like, it definitely feels like it was a movie made for 15-year-old boys at that time. This movie is god awful shit i fucking hate like i was re-watching this and i couldn't believe how bad it was i like all of the hallmarks of a shitty paul ws anderson movie are here the insanely like ridiculous amount of editing that you get the really shitty and i mean shitty fucking acting the acting in this movie is holy <laughs> fuck balls terrible and just it's shot like i hate the shot compositions i hate the lighting in this the set design is so just see yeah it's it's it feels like it feels like say justin i know you're a big fan of like the spirit halloween stores like the big box halloween stores it's, it's if somebody went in there turned all the lights off knocked a bunch of the shit over and like shit all over the ground and that was their set it's fucking i literally terrible. read i literally read their sets were constructed out of like foam i don't doubt oh my it God. i can't even believe Seriously, and I I came up with this randomly because I had to force my wife to watch this. And I'm like, no, you'll be fine. She's like, I don't like that stupid game, and I'm not watching that stupid movie. And I'm like, you've never seen it, so you can't call it <laughs> stupid when you watch it from the beginning to the end. This guy. And then she watched it, and then we were looking at a set, like at the end when they're walking past like a giant. And I was impressed by the set. I was like, oh, it looks good. And she's like, that's probably made out of foam. And I'm like, oh, wait. Lo and behold. <laughs> I was like, it looks like foam. That's not a real building. Yeah. It's oh, just yeah. this movie, like more so than a lot of movies. Like we just did Judge Dredd a couple of months ago, which I unabashedly love that movie in all of its badness. But I can at least respect Those aspects sets, of it though. and Those whatever. Sets, 
I love the set design in that movie. Costume design, yeah. Exactly. Like this movie, everything about this movie, visually in terms of like, do these characters, well, some of them, look like the characters from the games? Fine. I'll give you that. Yeah. Some of the character design is decent, but that's where it begins and that's where it ends. Everything else about this movie is a giant bag full of salted assholes. I mean, we got the soundtrack. The soundtrack is red and that's the, the soundtrack. Generation. Okay. Okay, I will that's, agree with that's, you. That's three things. <laughs> I will agree with you. The soundtrack is five times better than this movie is. Five times better than the movie. Dude, oh, yes. The soundtrack sold out. It went platinum within two weeks upon release. That's how big the yep. soundtrack. And the opening, the like opening right with that. I forgot that it opened right with the Mortal. I thought that played later in the movie. The actual like the big Mortal Kombat and like like that. But no, I it opens the movie right with it. it. So when it gets you right hit. into it. And everything. You don't even see any credits. You hear that before you see anything at all. Yeah, That's dude, it's like it's a great. I, I will I will I will seed the point on the soundtrack. The soundtrack is great. But and Judy had two them, other you, points. You have to give them props because they went with an EDM soundtrack where they uh, got pressure from the studio to do a pop soundtrack, and they were like, "We don't want to do a pop soundtrack. We want to do an EDM." Holy soundtrack. fuck! This movie with a pop soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the 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 yes. Yeah, so the soundtrack's red. The the costume design's not bad. Some of the martial arts is pretty cool. Some of it is bad. Some of it is okay, serviceable. Some of it, and some of it, and some of the the, the sort of the because it's a video game movie. They Here's have the thing: I think the martial arts is probably better than the editing allows it to be because it's Paul W S Anderson. Yeah. And there's way like there's one shot where somebody, I think it was a reptile. I think it's during the reptile fight when reptile like throws Liu Kang into like a shelf or something. There's like six cuts of Liu Kang hitting this shelf and falling to the ground. Yeah, it's like it's this like. And this was back when Paul W.S. Anderson wasn't the Paul W.S. Anderson that we have come to revile since he just has repeatedly shit all over the Resident Evil franchise and has literally, I I can't remember the last time I really loved a Paul W.S. Anderson, never, probably. I even hate Event Horizon, which is a Predator. piece of shit. I love but Event Horizon. So. Fuck you. You're wrong. Uh, that, that's okay. <laughs> you know, Event Horizon is <laughs> doesn't like it, but I, I, we did we did forget to get to good old Loisos, who you, you, you said you were, yeah, you were too. I'm sorry, Loisos. I was too excited to shit on it. <laughs> but but I know when I mentioned to you, you were over last night, and I made you watch a Halloween movie already. Yes, it's only August, but I don't give a shit. It's Halloween for me. From I'm, not watching any, I'm not watching any horror movies the whole year. I'm not watching any. I refuse. But, but I mentioned. <laughs> we'll see about it. Mortal Kombat, and you just looked at me and went, uh. So, what was your what first you mean? with this movie? What was your first initial reaction the first time you saw it? When did you see it the first time? We haven't heard from you on that yet. Um, it, it had to have been a blockbuster rental. Um, yeah, of course. And I think this movie numbs my brain. You're not my dad when I watch it because I start out the movie having, uh, First of all, no idea what in the fuck is supposed to be happening. Um, really frustrated, really confused. Um, but by the end of it, I'm like, yeah, fist pumping. And like, because it's after a certain point, it's 40 minutes before we get to our real fi- first real fight scene. And then it does not end until the end of the movie. So you have an hour pretty much of back to back nonstop fighting. And the fighting for what it is, is pretty spectacular, in my opinion. Um, So after uh, (laughs) after an hour of just nonstop, basically watching Mortal Kombat, uh, uh, you're basically watching a video game happen. Your brain starts to turn to sludge. And by the end of it, the movie has had its way with you. 
And <laughs> you just come out the other end thinking that you watched something much better than what it actually what was. you actually watched. That makes right. so much sense. I never thought of it that way, but the way you explained it, especially when you're thinking about a Mortal Kombat movie, I mean, at the time, I don't think there was any kind of preconceived idea that a Mortal Kombat movie was going to be like the next big, huge martial arts uh, you know, masterpiece or anything like that. But I think we hope for a little bit more than what we got. Um, Nick, I feel like you should be giving a little bit more credit. I mean, this is before Paul Anderson. <laughs> as he is now, like, I think he was still nope. trying back then. You have to give him some credit for. No, he, I, I will give Paul W. Sanderson credit for this movie. As, as someone who did not have any experience with visual effects or, um, you know, filmmaking on this scale with this budget. Um, he, he's, he was basically a young filmmaker trying to prove himself. And I think for what it is, it's a pretty successful, um, and there's like, some cool camera shots in it as well. There's some, yeah, there's some cool cinematography. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could, as far as like a young filmmaker coming into a big franchise like this, you could compare this to like what Josh Trank did with fantastic four and mortal Kombat's a fucking masterpiece automatically, you know, just <laughs> compared to what you're seeing young people do now. <laughs> with franchises i'm just seriously though i mean that the one thing that i walk away with this is yes this movie is stupid it is very dumb but i love stupid yeah. i love dumb. i live for that that's what i'm all about and i think at the end of the day all the stuff nick says is totally true yeah i don't disagree I with about it. <laughs> whatever he kicked that dude through that and then i saw him <laughs> do an ice ball with 1995 cgi and i'm like yeah i mean i'm just like that like to go to Loisas's point, like it's it's forty minutes until you get to actual action in this movie, until you get to actual fighting. That's the problem because it's forty minutes of nothing. Nothing happens. You it's don't setting up the character. You don't get to learn shit about these fucking characters. You learn absolutely sure nothing about them. You get like the absolute like you get one minuscule scene. Like uh, what movie was it we talked about? It had to be during the canon series, but it, it was like literally you get the most threadbare character development. It must have been a Dudikoff movie that you're supposed wasn't to care about. That you're supposed <laughs> to actually like give a shit about these characters. Like you get one throwaway line. Of Johnny Cage, the press thinks he's fakes fighting, and then Sonya's just hunting Kano the whole time. That's literally her whole entire plot thread in the movie. And Liu Kang's brother died, and he left for America, and he's Kung Lao's descendant. Who's Kung Lao? You don't know because unless you played a Mortal Kombat he's a video, video game. game character. Yeah, he's a video game he's character. Got the right it's like, in the hat. hey, you know, like yeah, like Nick. Here's my argument. It's point. At like, least they tried. <laughs> but then it, here's the thing: you either have to try harder or just start the fucking movie on the island and just throw these characters at us in the fights. Let us learn about them. Like this whole movie should have taken place on the island or during Mortal Kombat, have more fights, more characters, and then just let us learn about them through their interactions in between the fights. And as they're trying to go through all this different stuff, they, they as try opposed to, force... to literally one right after the other. Yeah. Like literally I mean... one right after the other, they try to cram all this stuff in here. And then like, there's these, there's like this scene, like one of the cringiest fucking things in this movie, like, they're deciding who's going to fight Goro or whatever. And like yeah. Johnny Cage and Sonya are having this conversation and it's like, they're trying to like have this romantic connection, but these characters have like, these characters have no fucking chemistry whatsoever. And I don't want the same thing that happened to him to happen to you. I'm just like, can we, for the love of fuck, like stop this crazy nonsense? Like that would have been a movie. Just put it on the Island. Just have 
the fights, have Mortal Kombat. Like the movie opens with the start of the tournament, and then you just learn about these characters as it goes yeah, but through. This is again going back to 1995. That wasn't the way they did movies. If it was something that I mean, the video game kids, they're gonna have all that stuff for them. Hey, you played the game, we're gonna have all that shit there for you. But for people coming in, like the parents and the people that are you know unknowing about what this franchise is they're trying to make it relatable per nine and they didn't do enough to do that in my opinion so watching this as a 15 year old in 1995 i could see why 15 year old nick was like yeah goro's got four arms that's badass he punched him in the ball sack that's great i'm watching this great as 40 year old nick and i'm just like fuck everything about this movie it's paul ws anderson like proto paul like where he hasn't completely shit the bed yet he would get there ladies and gentlemen don't you worry but he hadn't quite reached that echelon of of complete and utter bag of assholes yet but i had no fun with this i like the nostalgia factor like as soon as i was watching it like i was hoping even though i knew i like i know it's not a good movie by any standards but i was at least hoping my nostalgia would carry me through but it immediately like this movie did to me what loisos loves to see in horror movies like it grabbed it it slashed it it stabbed it it ripped its fucking head off and it just tossed it in an incinerator and burned it alive like i just i hated hated rewatching this movie i was so angry by the time i was done and you haven't seen mortal Kombat annihilation have you in a long time i watched it before Ooh. i've seen it i've seen it it's a it's all a, it's a it's a lot it's it's see I'm i already hate movie. that one I already hate that one, so I can't imagine what it would be like to revisit that movie. Maybe we should wait, redo that one, too. But dude, isn't Michael J. White? Isn't he in that one? No, I think he's uh, in the series. No, no, he, was, he, was, he was in the Machine Man uh, That's YouTube what he, I knew, I knew he did something. I was just like, you know, when I think that, back that, to that. That YouTube series wasn't bad. Like, each episode was like 10, 15 minutes and focused on a character. But Mortal Kombat Annihilation, like, say what you will about this film, but you watch Annihilation, and Scorpion is back in that in that film. And he's got the the modern sort of look. How his uh, his face mask is a bit of a skull um, that covers like the bottom half of his jaw, but it's made out of oh, it's so it's it's a great design. It's made out of cardboard and sits about four inches out of his face. (laughs) (laughs) And that movie had a higher budget than this one, and it it looks a thousand times worse. They get uh, instead of the robes, they've got like big cardboard like shoulder pad robe looking things. It looks awful flat and also the movie doesn't explain how (laughs) scorpion and sub-zero are even around because they both die in this one so uh that's it's sub-zero's brother sub-zero's brother bihan who has the same powers as his dead brother isn't that what they did the third game as well isn't that sub-zero's brother that's why yes so sub-zero dies in the first mortal Kombat game then sub-zero's brother comes into it who goes by the name sub-zero and then in the third game he looks like david hasselhoff um and then they use the deb sub-zero uh and they make him like a, a, a sort of a specter and they call it noob cybot and he's like a black ninja. i remember that yeah oh, noob cybot. he was I like mean, an unlockable character or something wasn't he i seem to remember yeah yeah he was like the the names of the creators reverse so like yeah, ed yeah. boone and uh come the, the other one tobias something cybot yeah yeah anyway. yeah i mean we- we we got to get to the action. We got to get to what the, what the meat and the bones on this fucking thing is. And dude, you seem pretty pretty on the positive side on this one. So you seem to really like the action and the fighting as far as what is given to us. You know, we know there's a lack of something there, but I think yeah. uh, you know I'll let me say that compared to other martial arts related movies at the time, I think it still it does very well for the audience. I mean, there's a lot of awesome spin kicks going on. There's a lot of awesome acrobatics 
for for what is provided. I'm so I mean, is there any action set piece? Might as well, might as well get into this now. Um, that stands out to you. Like, is there any one fight that you love? Because I know there's one that I love the most. But is there any one that you look forward to watching the movie? I, I really, as much as I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the character, I really like the Johnny Cage uh, Scorpion fight. That's my because favorite. it's a long range yeah. fight, beautiful cinematography in the forest, and then sort of he he, he fucks up his heart, uh, well his spear hand, uh, and then they sort of he teleports him into essentially the Nether Realm, and they fight in this like bamboo construction sort of forest debris field and then you get some really sort of goofy sort of tricks like how he sort of does the gymnastics for a little bit which i thought is still a bit goofy but you get the the point of view in a couple of years you get that point of view shot when johnny cage is on the ground and scorpion's just kicking him and you see that split second shot of scorpion just kicking the camera constantly and i'm like fuck that's like in your face action that's not a that's not a that's a point of view shot i think that works really well and then you just get the iconic sort of stuff again where he, he fucking rips his head off and he's got the skull and he breathes skull, fire on him. And, and it's, it's yeah. the shot of, of him breathing the fire for the first time is like what it is in the game when he sort of pulls it off and breathes it at your feet and then you catch fire. It's fucking real cool. It, it, it's goofy CGI, but it still fucking holds up. I think um, the, the strength of these fights is that it, it looks like they hurt. They're, they're, yeah. they're really... Um, it's not fakey fake. Uh, I mean, it is obviously it's a fake. They're not hitting each other for real, um, but it feels like they are. The impact yeah. is there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's there's the like that one kick where Johnny Cage kicks Scorpion and he like spins backwards and as he's coming back down to land, he slams his shins onto a bar. Yeah, as he lands and you sit there, fuck that would that would really fucking hurt if not break your legs. Like there's some there's some impact in this. I mean. We got to make it pretty clear that as far as plot is concerned and story, like the movie, it it only really exists to get us from fight A to fight B to fight C, which is totally fine. Because, again, the movie is Mortal Kombat, and that's the whole purpose <laughs> of what the movie's supposed to give us is, hey, we want to see that guy fight that guy and that guy fight that other guy. Um, yeah. For It was always like I remember watching the movie and seeing the trailer like Sub-Zero was my favorite. Sub-Zero. Yeah, likewise. No one beats Sub-Zero. When I saw the Liu Kang Sub-Zero fight, I was excited until I watched. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. And I think it's, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I am wrong. It's the first time we see like a wide side shot where it actually looks like the game. And you're like, oh, that yeah, that, yeah. that looks like the game. They're like, they're actually in like their proper poses and everything. I mean, then the fight doesn't last very long at all, but whatever. I mean, Sub-Zero gets a giant fucking icicle through him and everything but um. yeah yeah it's 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 a good fight and and that's what i like about video game movies like they can be the biggest pieces of shit but they'll have those split second shots where it'll reference the game in some way like doom had the first person shooting scene for like two minutes or three minutes which was a cool easter eggy reference i I remember standing up in the theater at the midnight showing i went to after almost falling asleep when that happened going hey you did something there it is (laughs) Yeah, there's your creativity. Where like the multiple times, like after the Sub Zero fight, the camera pans back and you just see the two of them going left to right, fighting each other. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, yeah. "Do more of these shots. I don't want to see close up shots of you know wires and this and that. Do the the backwards, you know, traditional two side scroller fucking fighting game." Yeah, there's some excellent wire work in this before the Matrix made it uh, made it cool. And everyone yeah. ripped it off. <laughs> but yeah, there's some. After that, you, every action movie after that, you saw wire work in every single, if it was even just for one scene. Nick, I, 
you're, you're, you're very quiet over here. Is there any fight scene you like in this movie? Is there any moment you're like, hey, that was kind of cool. That was kind of badass. <sighs> no. I mean, do you like that? Sonya beating up Kato? I mean, like anything? Would it have been? Would, would it have been better had it not been? Uh, I mean, had it been Cameron Diaz who was originally cast. The, the problem yeah. that I have with the fights in this movie, and, and I think, I think, and, and especially reading trivia about this movie, and and just knowing things about the movie, like the actors were committed, and you know they did hard work on the martial arts in this film. The problem is, a, it cuts away from them way too often, and then b, it cuts into all of these slow mo shots all the time, where it's only like it's not super slow, so it's not like modern day slow mo where it's like super duper like ten percent no, speed of like a fist coming in or something I, like that but I, instead I, I, I someone is going to say it's that like 75 percent speed so it's just a little bit slower but like of a character getting flipped over or hitting the ground and it's like to me that removes some of the impact it removes some of the punch and loisas you, you made a point there where you said it looks like these fights hurt i completely disagree because of that aesthetic because you slow down like somebody hits somebody and it, then it cuts and it makes it slower and they're like Ugh, and they go flying backwards slowly and land it, it just it, it it i know that this was just one of those things that hollywood did back in this time especially but it just it removes so much of the punch of this from me i literally i think there's moments in fights that i enjoy like some shots and different things like that i love again like you said justin and, and duty you mentioned it as well but the side-by-side -side fight where you know the the camera looks like the game screen like i appreciate those kind of things but any whole fight like any specific fight you know what? I will applaud one thing in this movie. When Johnny Cage fights Goro out on the ledge, they have the sense to pull the camera so far back that this Goro CGI fighting doesn't look terrible because it would have looked terrible close up like the reptile CGI in this film, which holy mother of fuck. But um, oh, yeah, I, I applaud that, you know, and I applaud that whole like Goro's too, because I remember fighting Goro when I played the first Mortal Kombat. He's a fucking cunt he deals double damage and takes uh 50 less yeah, damage he is an he asshole to fight in the in the game so i remember that like <laughs> playing oh the game God. and everything like i like there are moments in fights like there's a i think if i had to pick a favorite fight it would be the final fight between Liu kang and shang sung you know just because i think that they were really putting it on another level and they were going at another speed almost in that fight. Like and, and, the set, and the set is one of the most impressive sets yeah. of the movie. It's, a, well. it's a great you set. You, that's where you get Liu Kang doing the fireball and everything. Like I, I enjoyed that one. I, I enjoyed that fight more than any of the rest, but no, every time the camera would cut, 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 or the, the shot would slow down. It would just, it, it, it would take me right back out of it. Like even when I would start to invest a little bit right back out. See, now you didn't think you said that, you know, some of the slow-mo shots took away from the impact in there and, and the sort of the brutality from the fight. You didn't find the the slow-mo shot where Kano sort of kicks Sonya while she's on the ground and like gets her right into the ribs as she's on, on the ground. It's a slow-mo and it's a fair whack. You didn't find that was like, okay, you can you can clearly see the foot's connecting. It's 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 a fake hit, but I think I like I think I like the reaction shot of her to it more than I like the kick shot itself, if that makes sense. She yeah, sells yeah, okay. she yeah. sells the reaction to it. Like I well, I like that fight too. Like, because that's the only believable character arc that I have in this film that Sonya Blade hates Kano. Because yeah. that dude, uh, what is that guy's name? Trevor Goddard or whatever? Yeah. Where is it? Yeah. 
Trevor it's Goddard Trevor. is a fucking asshole in this movie, and I love him for it. He's great. Like he most of the acting him. and most of the performances in this movie are terrible, but Trevor Goddard as Kano is fucking great. He is excellent. I love. He is such a slimy, smarmy cock. Like you hate him the minute you see him, and he. I mean, stuff from a lot underground. <laughs> <laughs> Can anyone eat a fake fucking drumstick as charismatic as he does in this movie? I want to be able to choose this like, movie uh, the fuck up, and he's shit. loving every minute of it. That it's terrible, fucking yeah. eye. Oh my god, it's awful! Like seriously, yo, y'all had—I mean, I know it was only eighteen million dollars, but it should look better than you bought and at the dollar store. Seriously, yeah. Halloween after it looked better than that. It doesn't look right, but in regards in regards to that as well, like it is an exact look of of him in the game, oh, yeah. except in the it game does, it's identical. They were just like, make it look as shitty as it. I mean, because in the game, it, it you know it, it doesn't matter. You know, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, because it's 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 only uh, eight bit and sixteen bits and stuff like that. You can't see too much detail. But now you can you can physically see like the glue is lifting on one side. And you can see his face under it. I mean, we can get into the CG, but obviously at this time, like you really just have to put. You have to forgive C- it as soon as you see oh. that god awful reptile CGI. You have to put the CGI Ooh. and leave it at the door because it's so bad. Think of what CG looked at, at, in nineteen ninety five. I mean, we talked about it's it. Born, in we talked about it in uh, Judge Dredd, two movies that had gigantic budgets, and the CG still, I think, for the most part in those movies, is pretty good. I mean, still, but yeah. movies that had a much lesser budget that were trying to do the same things with CG because it was the wow factor. Everyone after Jurassic Park, every movie had to have it. I love Jumanji, for example, Joe Johnston's film. You look at that movie now, the, all the CG animals look terrible, like fucking awful. None of them look good. It looks terrible. But at the time, everything was all about trying to one up the last movie and push so, the envelope of what I you mean, can as do far visually. As concerned, I don't. I was waiting for my wife the entire time to be like, "That looks like shit," because she usually says what Nick's whatever Nick says on the show about a movie that I watched that he's never seen and she's never seen. She usually says the same fucking thing that he says, like, <laughs> "Oh, that looks like CGI. That looks so terrible. Oh my god, smart it's woman." So, aged well and i'm smart like woman it's from 95 they had 18 million you know whatever so i was, I, mean, uh, I, was I was watching this yesterday and um just to, you know to, to re-watch the film and prepare for the episode and my wife walks in she's like the fuck are you watching and i'm like mortal Kombat. she's like they made a mortal Kombat movie and i'm <laughs> like yeah know that holy crap dude that's insane yeah yeah i'm like hang on i thought i made you watch this film she's like probably <laughs> just walks out <laughs> Same reaction, same reaction. Yeah. But but I mean, I have to ask though, because on this show we love our villains and we love our heroes. But let's start with our heroes real quick. Let's start with our trio of Sonya Blade, Liu Kang, and Johnny Cage. Do they have a good chemistry? Are they at least solid enough characters to carry us through the movie? They're, I, I think they're all likable. Like I think they cast yeah. likable act, likable enough actors um, to do what they can with the roles. Um, obviously Johnny Cage, I hate the way he's written. Um, Nick has that like canned audience laughter sound effect on the soundboard. Um, every single one of his lines, that sound effect should play after. Yeah. I don't Uh, think any of his, uh, Zynga. (laughs) It's like worse than sitcom jokes. He has, he has one funny moment. I really like the part where they see Goro's shadow on the cave wall and he's like, Sonia, that was a funny moment but everything else was just so 
cringe-inducing. Would this movie have been better? Dude, I'll ask you this, Duty. Yeah. Would this movie have been better had they actually paid Jean-Claude Van Damme as much money as he asked for no, to be? No, 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 no. Because then it would have been a movie about Johnny Cage. They would have had to completely redo the script to make it about Johnny Cage. It would have been the same problem that you had with Jean-Claude Van Damme playing Guile. Like, Guile is an all-American hero, like, and Johnny Cage is a Hollywood, Hollywood actor. Hollywood actor. And I like the whole thing of, like, yeah, he's he's not written the best. Um, but, like, after he defeats uh, Scorpion, he signs a photo of himself and throws it at him. I'm like, that's his character. Like, he wears the shades and takes them off. And when Goro breaks them, he, you know, gets pissed off that his shades have been broken. So he has that that smarmy cockney or not cockney but cock up his ass sort of style of character um and, and he called out the, pa- the, the paul prezula around here oh uh, so he's got the paul factor um <laughs> about eight and a half inches up but uh you play them you play the modern mortal Kombat games the ones that came out this year he's still the same character he's still very you know stuck up and funny and and in, in that regard so the he's reason I ask because i mean obviously we all know that a the character was based on Jog Clown Van Damme when he was created for the game. That's what they, they claimed, at least. So, yeah, I, I I don't think you could pick him as an actor. I think I'd like if if I was to pick another actor for him, I'd probably pick like Nick Cage to have that crazy, but like sort of uh, the you know the poor the poor cock up his ass sort of characteristics of Johnny Cage. I can feel that DM coming in right now too. I can feel <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I have him on the soundboard too. I don't. I don't know why. I don't just. I don't know why I don't just play it and just and just be done with it. Here we go. How dare you? There we go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I, 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 I was I was fine with Johnny Cage, but like again, it's it's the same thing that you know that, that Justin and and Lois also said multiple times. Like it's a 1995 film. It's going to have mediocre special effects. It's going to have foam props and foam sets, but it's it's going to have that feel to it. Definitely. And I think the the movie also did a good thing in centering the story around Liu Kang. Again, very thin, but he has enough characterization to where you understand him and you want to see him kick the villain's ass. And that's really all you need in a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think uh, Robin Shu is an extremely capable actor, like the perfect Liu Kang when I visualize what that character would look like on screen. Um, I, I think he's good in the role. What do you guys think? I, I mean, Nick said he doesn't think there's any good performances in this movie. The one note that I did put down was that I think he carries the movie and I think he is the best performance in the movie, to be honest with you. I mean, he has very little to do. Um, his line de- delivery at times is stifled, like he's in a a cartoon or what you would consider now like a Marvel movie at times. But and I also love the fact that he's wearing like a fucking bodybuilding tank top the entire movie in sweatpants. He's just like yeah. standing there ripped with like the biggest per mullet ever holy <laughs> shit I just, haircut i just want to be you he's one of the only ones that didn't have a, a, a wig put on him either so it's his actual hair so i'm like i i commend you for being able to go through that makeup and hair job every morning before you got on set because obviously i mean lambert's wig in this shit is raiden is just like the worst thing you've ever seen ever we need to talk ever. about this sequel <laughs> We need to it's talk worse. about Christopher Lambert in this movie. Well, um, he was he was high on Highlander hype after this. I mean, he was known as the Highlander. It was a big deal. Well, he was the biggest. He was the biggest movie. actor in the entire production. Yeah, he was. Yeah, for sure. What is this performance? <laughs> it's the, he it's does the nothing this in this film. Written. He is basically an exposition dump. No, 
How many different times, and this is one of the reasons why I really cringed rewatching this movie, there are all these different lines of dialogue he has where, you know, like the other characters will leave the screen and then Raiden just has one last quip. He's like, good luck. And then like they leave. They're going <laughs> to need it. Like, it's I like, don't think so. <laughs> it's just like all this ridiculous like and basically he just sits there and he dumps exposition at the characters most of the time like he'll show up in order to be like yes you can do this no you can't do that like i really one of the biggest things and even i even when i originally watched this movie as somebody who had played the game and whatever i'm like why why isn't raiden fighting like why isn't raiden also like a part oh, dude, of this? i said the same thing i yeah. said the same thing my wife had to ask she's like wait a minute i thought he wore a funny hat in the game i'm like he does he wears it like yeah. one scene in this For one he doesn't scene. fight anyone he doesn't fight anyone it's but just, in the game you can play it yeah like why yeah like he he just doesn't do anything and you have the biggest actor in the production that just basically just he shows up to just exposit like my favorite my favorite part is at the end when they, they have to go to the outworld to rescue uh sonia and he basically says, I'm not going with you. I have nothing more to teach you. And I'm like, what did you teach them? What? <laughs> you were so useless as a character. I just, yeah, I'm just like. The performance is bad. The character is written very poorly. The only thing I liked about Christopher Lambert in this film was his introduction where like all the monks are like bowing down to him and he's he's got his hat on, he's in robes and that's it. The rest of the film he does nothing. He turns into shitty CGI lightning. He says the same line that Shang Tsung does on the boat with less character in his voice. He's like, it has begun. And then the Shang Tsung going, it has begun. <laughs> like two seconds later. He, he does nothing except that one scene where he's in the temple at the start. That's it. You want to talk about the best performance in this film, Justin? It isn't Liu Kang by a long fucking shot. It's Kerry Tagawa as Shang Tsung. He's fucking great in this movie. He is deliciously. We needed to get to the deliciously anyway. evil. Yeah. Like I love. Like you have that like over the top like chewing scenery kind of evil that Kano is, but then you have Shang Tsung where he's just he's dripping with menace. Like you see him sucking souls out of people, but then he's still got his manners and everything to him and i love that uh, and duty i know you i know you know more about it than i do but they even they brought him back and i think it's the most recent mortal kombat game yeah to voice the character and lend his likeness to the character which which i absolutely love he's the best part of this movie by a fucking long shot if you get mortal kombat 11 on your 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 home gaming consoles or whatever it might be shang song is is the same actor everything um you can even change his costume in the game so rather than the gaming costume he's in his leather jacket from the film in his fucking sleeveless shirt which is awesome it's fucking rad thing ever and and if you went around playing as shang song he grabs the head he points to the camera goes your soul is mine and this this is you know take a shot every time he says 
your soul is mine in the movie. I should have oh, done that. Like, I would have enjoyed it good. so much more. He says it like seven or eight times. It's like, we get it. <laughs> his his yeah. is by far. I mean, I don't think anybody in this film is particularly well written anyway, but I think he like, I love his performance in this movie. Like he plays it really, really straight. He's got that just menace factor to him. Just the way his character looks like the way the other characters talk about him. And even like when you see Goro, who's this like 10 foot tall monster with four arms and shit, like they still talk about Shang Tsung, like he's worse and like, he's more powerful and everything. So like, I love that. And I think that his performance really lends to that. I, th- I think it really, really comes through. Mm. We got to talk about before we wrap this thing up, we, it has to be mentioned. It was the centerpiece of this movie for a lot of people. It's the Goro puppet slash animatronic slash costume that Tom Woodruff wore in the movie, which I understand where Nick's going to go with this. As far as the editing, this is the, the case where the editing would have to be sporadic to make this thing look as good as they made it look for the time. Uh, my wife didn't even know that it was in like partial animatronic, partial costume, partial puppet, which it was so hard to make that thing work. So the fact that it looks as good as it does is almost a miracle. So I just needed to get, I needed to hear from you guys on this yeah. because they do a whole fight scene with this thing. And at the time it was kind of like when you did puppet work like that, it was very minimal. They did two that, fight so. scenes with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And two I, yeah, I, I applaud them not using CGI for the, a character of that capability. It would not have looked, I mean, especially with the CGI, again, we saw what they did with Reptile and whatnot in this film. It, like, it would not have looked nearly as good. I applaud them for going the practical effects route. I think as a puppet, I think it looks great. And you're in a tough spot when you're making a video game movie, kind of in an adaptation sense, like Duty was talking about earlier. You can't make a Mortal Kombat movie without including Goro in it. He's such a huge, integral part of that first game, especially. Like, and I mean, the series as a whole, obviously, but you can't have a Mortal Kombat movie without Goro. So the fact that they did put him in the movie and they used practical effects, great. But it's very, 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 very bad in the fight scenes because they have to cut around the fact that it's a very slow, clunky animatronic puppet that they're you know, like I mean well, basically. But it's not, his as, moveset- it's not as bad as baby baby rats and baby turtles though is it no Nick? nothing's as is bad as those bad? fucking goddamn stupid garbage ass oh, baby ray puppets they look fine god damn it duty don't you dare <laughs> pulls out turtle wax instead of a band-aid to heal his wounds i only Fantastic. brought it up just so i could just so i could stab him in the side about that again yes, i think i, I think have- the, the puppet itself i think the animatronic <laughs> itself does look good but yeah when when they have to make it fight like his move set is basically like a, a close-up shot of his arm swinging and then a close-up shot of a fist hitting a guy like it's th- they have to cut around it a lot i respect it in that fact that they went practical with it but this is one of those things where if they did this in a modern sense they'd have a hybrid they'd have a fusion they'd have somebody in a, in a mocap suit record this performance and then cgi over top of it like nowadays they have the technology to really make a goro that would be great mm. um and i really would love to see that but yeah the, the, it's we are getting next, next year maybe yeah, it yeah. filmed in South Australia. Produced so, by James Wan, our Lord and Savior. Here's hoping. But I mean, that's a that's a like modern times, I think. But for, for the time, I will give the movie credit for that. For the time, I think it looks as good as it ever could have looked back in the day. Mm. As long as it didn't look like that fucking reptile thing, whatever the hell that was. Why was don't even reptile? Just why didn't you just have reptile in the movie instead of having a lizard thing? And then it gets thrown into a statue that eats it and becomes reptile. Like, I don't. 
I can't explain that to you. I, I just... Judy, can you explain that scene? <laughs> like, uh, all, the only the only defense for this movie is at least it's not the second one. And honestly, very true. So honestly, I, I just want to pay you guys more money on Patreon just to review the second film because you guys are gonna fucking hate. We'll it. do it if people want to see it. Yep, it's there's there's one scene in and this. Sorry to, to, to keep coming to the second film. Sub Zero makes an ice bridge and they fight on it. And when one of them slams down on the ice bridge, you can see the foam ball particles popping off the ice bridge. <laughs> like the star of him, you get the TV box. I haven't seen that movie in so, so long, but I know I'll hate it if I watch it again. I know I will. It'll be so a. Du- yeah, so, Duty's defense of this movie is that it's not the second film. Um, my <laughs> that, defense that is. That should be that- anyone's defense of this movie. Let's be frank. My but defense is. As- I, get, I get shit for from people. They're like. Justin will just say hashtag it's a canon movie to defend every canon movie. It's a canon movie. Whatever though, it's true. God damn it! It was the same. It there it is. But uh, here's here's my defense, and and this I guess will be my final thoughts. But as far as movies based on video games go, this is among the best and the most faithful to the source. Um, That's a sad indictment on video game yeah. movies as a whole. But yes, <laughs> it's not exactly a high bar to clear. Um, but, you know, there have been some more successful than others. I liked Detective Pikachu. I liked Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, the, the first Silent Hill, I think, is pretty good for what Fuck it is. Fuck you. Mario Brothers, I know that it's one Fuck of your favorite you movies. Are, I, oh, my God, do I hate I that I said movie. For, for what it is. No. And it's the same here. This movie is supremely dim um, in terms of its screenplay, and the characters are flat. Um, but you have people hitting each other. You have the Mortal Kombat theme. You have the iconic lines where they say fatality. They say finish him. They say get over here. Finish him. <laughs> so this film is not a flawless victory. It makes me so for- mad when they say flawless victory in the movie during. It's at least it's two or three different victory. fights. Yeah, it's like, stop it. He hit you. He hit you a bunch of times. It's they not a cool catchphrase that you just say after you win a fight, goddammit. It means that you didn't get hit or take damage. And and Shang Tsung, when he when Liu Kang defeats the, the, the random fighter with the dreadlocks when they're using the, the sticks, yeah. he takes his solo and goes, fatality. I'm like, that's not a fatality. He's on the ground and you've taken his soul. Fatality is you like ripping his spine out of his head and then going, that's fatality. You've killed him while he's alive. But they couldn't do that, dude. I mean, I know they couldn't, but that has to be discussed here, guys. We really have to bring that to I the need table to see that in the new one. I need to see like actual Mortal Kombat know, fatalities. James Wan, his hands are all over that shit. We're going to get yep. that. We've already heard that like, it, they have gotten better and better. Like it's one of the things. Like even though I don't play Mortal Kombat games anymore, you can go on YouTube and you can watch videos of every single fatality Whoa. in the games, and they are a treat to watch if you love gore <laughs> and violence. Like it is legitimately like some of the most. I don't even know how the 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 creators at Nether Realm come up with this stuff. I have no idea how they even come up with half of this shit. It's amazingly creative. You know how they come up with it? They're sick motherfuckers like Loisos who just sits around thinking about different ways he. <laughs> <laughs> children get maimed and dismembered every single night. There's, there's, there's some pretty cool. I think it was uh, one of the. I think it was Mortal Kombat 10. You could play as Jason Voorhees, and his uh, finisher was the camera would like look up at you, and like he'd have his machete in the hand. He'd just like hack you in half. It was fucking awesome. It was just like shot. The the fatality was done like a movie scene. But so so when you saw the movie, so bringing this to the table though, 
When you saw yeah. the movie after playing as a as a kid and you didn't see the blood and the gore and the awesome fatalities and the brutality of it, or the isn't what is it, babality? What the fuck is Bru- it? There's brutalities, there's fatalities, there's babalities, uh, oh, there's uh, friendships, yeah. When, when you didn't see anyone turn into a baby <laughs> in the movie, were you disappointed by that? Or, you know? oh, shit, yeah. Because, like, we, uh, around the world, like, video games have ratings, you know, available for, ev- for everyone, all that sort of shit. The first game to make game ratings was Mortal Kombat because someone saw, you know, Sub-Zero's Fatality where you rip someone's head off and their spine's hanging and there's, you know, blood dropping off it. And someone went... That's not for everyone. And they made the ratings board from it. And then they make a game based on that property. And the best you get is someone gets frozen and then he smashes himself into a wall and he's just his head falls in front in front of Shang Tsung. That's as graphic as this movie gets. We need to see we need to see a babality in the 2021 film so that way the baby can get murdered and then the loy sauce can be like I want to see a kid get decapitated. That's that's what we need. Loy sauce will rate that movie a ten out of ten. You know, so I've never, I've never seen or heard of this before. What is a babality? Can you explain it to me, dude? Uh, the it's it's like a the fatality. It comes up with finish him. You put, punch in the relevant button combos, and the opponent will turn into a baby. So a babied version of themselves, and or, they'll or like, sit there on the ground. They'll they'll do something. Then they'll start crying, and will come up with babality. But rather than it being like in blood, it's like in blocked letters. Yep. Like, you know, like, you know, oh, spelling blocks, right? Yeah. 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 And it comes out with babality. <laughs> what? Yeah. I've never, I've never heard of that before. That is something yeah. special. I get so mad when, babe- I used to, when I play the games with my friends way back in the day and they would always do friendships and shit. I'm like, what the, what are you doing? Cause I, I was never that guy that could remember moves or anything. I don't yeah. have a piece of paper to do it, to do it, whatever. And uh, they'd always know it, that shit by heart. I just mash buttons. Of course you do, voice. <laughs> how how yeah, are those it, retro <laughs> video game systems you bought treating you sitting there collecting dust? No, no, I, I play them every so often. I remember uh, when I brought it over to your house, we played, um, I guess it must have been Street Fighter that's on there. My wife is my wife is all about Street Fighter. What, the She's SNES? It's Street probably Fighter. it's probably Street Fighter 2. Yeah, yeah Justin kicked that. my ass. Or Street Fighter 2 Turbo, or Street Fighter 2 Turbo EX, or however many fucking versions of that game they made. <laughs> my wife, though, she's a pro at Street Fighter. She'll fuck anybody up. But when I try to play her in Mortal Kombat, she's like, I can't play this game. It doesn't work right. And I'm like, what do you mean it doesn't work right? Just because you're losing? <laughs> that guy over a Street Fighter guy, but I liked both of them. Um, this movie definitely uh, succeeds in way more ways than the Street Fighter movie did. I mean, I wish that we took the time to talk about that one i mean we probably would have had five downloads for that episode but who gives a shit uh because when that movie came out no one went and saw it i waited until rental on that but i saw this shit even though there was no one in the theater and it banked it did 120 something million dollars off 18 million dollar budget um it's unfortunate that the franchise didn't build from this with the success that it was into being like hey we could do really awesome things with this like let's take it seriously um Hmm fact that it was a video game movie i mean that stigma still applies to this day where i feel like studios and directors and people they still haven't gotten it right they haven't gotten it right or they, they still consider it like oh it's based on a video game no one cares it's like dude video games are and duty you can say this better than i can because you're the gamer dude and nick is too but this shit is ripe for interpretation for film. You can go on YouTube nowadays, and I do it like like I mean, NetherRealm also does the Injustice series, which the the games are oh, fucking so phenomenal. You can go on, you can just go on YouTube and just watch the watch the full length movie 
from all the CGI cutscenes, they're ex- like just the, that by themselves make excellent films. Just by themselves, like it's there's never been a better time for Hollywood to fuck. It's not hard now. Like the games have literally become so cinematic that they're basically just handing it to you on a platter. Yeah, exactly. The 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 big thing with doing comic book movies, and of course, you know, you see it with Mario, you saw it with the Warcraft movie that came out a couple of years ago. Basically, anything oh, is. You need one thing in the story to change, and it'll piss off fans, and they won't go and see it. That's the problem with doing a video or, game. Or, movie. or it'll just bore me to death because I don't care about the game. Like in the case of Warcraft, where I'm like, please get me the fuck out of the theater. If, if you want to hear, <laughs> if you want to hear me go on a on a rant. Go back through our archives. We recorded a, on my birthday, 2016, our Warcraft review. Yeah, Man, I hated was, that movie. That movie was, uh, wow. Just, but it's, 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 on the flip side quick. of the coin, we also on that same episode reviewed The Conjuring 2, directed by our Lord and Savior, James Wan, who is producing the upcoming Mortal Kombat movie. So um, you guys Judy, thought it was unrelated, like, but we tied it all back together. We tied it all <laughs> together. So Judy, are, are you looking forward to this? And, um, and what is your expectation or wish list for that movie? What do you want to see in that film? Dude, dude I'm, I'm so looking forward to this. They put up a thing online that if you live in South Australia, doesn't matter what you look like, come down. We need extras for the Mortal Kombat film. Um, if you're fit, you'll go into the tournament as fake fighters and stuff like that, and they'll actually put you in the in the background fighting and shit. I nearly got in my car and drove drove down just to fucking be in the movie. You, 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 fucking... dead, you deadlifts enough to be in that shit. Get the fuck in there, man. <laughs> deadlift like a bitch. Um, but I, I'm really excited. I want to see if it is. I'm, I'm wondering whether it's going to be a complete reboot or if they're going to try and do some form of uh the the story has always existed it's going to continue on or something like that but i want to see sub-zero actually fucking you know free someone's hand punch their hand and then the person's like alive but their hand's missing and they're freaking out as he's like fucking them up and stuff like that i want to see the sort of the raw brutality that is mortal kombat like when you see the fatalities now it's not just they're dead he pulls the head off he'll like rip the leg off and you hear them screaming he'll shove a sword down their throat you hear them gurgle and stuff all of that gross stuff yeah yeah, it needs to be, I mean, and it'll catch hell for it because, you know, it will, but it needs will to it be really that though? kind of hyper-violent, like, yeah, like, ripping ripping spines out, like, literally, like, characters, like, and I'd love to see, like, because I love what Netherrealm does nowadays, like, during fatalities and stuff, like, it, it, it has that x-ray camera where you get into the body and, like, you see the spine smashing and shattering into a thousand pieces. It's It's yeah. great. It's you punch them really hard in the face. You see their jaw breaks and their teeth shoot out of their face. We need it. We need it so so bad. They have to do it. it especially, I think, especially modern fans of the series like will be really disappointed if they don't get at least some of that. Like the whole movie doesn't have to be that, but we really you got to wet the whistle, guys. You got to you got to do it at least once or twice or something like that. In yeah. in, in a two hour movie, at least do it for like a high impact shot. Yeah, I wonder what they'll so do. So, like, when they did the Final Destination movies, like, I think one of the movies starts off with, like, the X-ray cam footage of everyone being killed. I love those movies so much. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they're going to reboot those, and I'm like, yes, give me, like, ten more. And, and those movies yeah. are all interesting ways of seeing people die, and I'm like, yes, that's why I go to movies. Please. <laughs> that's why I go to your movie. <laughs> At least five or six of those per movie, as long as they're good. Yes, even though those movies have scarred me. I, I hope to see... I really do hope to see really awesome, brutal stuff in the Mortal Kombat movie coming up here. And knowing that James Wan is involved, knowing what 
kind of precision and care he puts into everything he does. Well, I mean, except mm. the Conjuring movies or the um the what? No, no, what? no. I'm talking about no, no. no. I'm talking about he produced the spinoffs like Annabelle Comes Home, The Nun. Those are garbage. So, um, yes. It, and if you want to hear us talk about those, go go listen to those in the archive as well. But um, I maintain that the nun would have been a great movie if you just remove all the characters from it and just move the camera around that mansion for a while because the set design in that movie was great. <laughs> that's basically what they do. It's just endless scenes of Tysa Farmiga wandering around. It was a very solid ghost haunting movie. Loisos didn't watch all of it, so he can't say nothing. But I think La Llorona. I think as far as Juan's name being on Mortal Kombat, that's all I really need to be excited. So I mean, same. That dude can punch me in the face, and I'd thank him. He also did Aquaman. That's Which is amazing. Thing. I yeah, loved great. Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I love Masters of the Universe. We just reviewed that shit for Canon Quarantine, and I'm like... Aquaman's basically that. Masters of the Universe. That, like, now. Yeah. Give me more of that. So... <laughs> Yes, it's it's gone real quiet as soon as someone says Aquaman. That's the worst name I ever heard. Oh, <laughs> Joey Jojo. Oh no, I don't Are think I hated. I did. I I. You no, didn't you know, hate. I thought it was fine. Like much as I thought it was Nikki, fine. But I still Nikki think Black Manta was, on Twitter. I think Black Manta was still the best part of that movie. Well, that fight oh, yeah. scene really is amazing. I love yeah. that fight. scene. Nick, if you can if you can grade Power Rangers on a curve, then you should oh. be able to grade Aquaman on a curve. Aquaman's amazing. It has a a, a drumming octopus in it. Okay, <laughs> you've got to do the '95 Power Rangers movie now. You've brought it up three times. You have to do it. Doing it, I'm down to do it. If if if, if our Boy, sauce, that's your solution, to everything to move on to the sea. It's not going to happen. I'm down to do it. That CG in that movie. Ooh, that's that's you talk that's about very, bad CG. Shh, quiet now. Listen, I mean, this he, is they the kick thing. people so hard they explode into goo. <laughs> I just want to talk about the fact that they didn't get the original cast members back. Uh, because the Power Rangers changed in the TV series. I know, I know, but they still should have had the originals. No, no. uh, they had three out of six. Yeah, and yeah, the, Kimberly, the, Billy, the and sucked. It's, it's so Tommy, good. Kimberly, and Tommy. I know, I know. I've I've watched the documentary. I have the special edition. Everything. I really Does it have Balkan Skull in it. I don't remember. Yeah, yes. yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as it has Balkan Skull, they, in they it. skydived to Red Hot Chili Peppers at the side of the. Yeah. Film. How the fuck they don't have Balkan <laughs> Skull? That was the only thing the reboot was missing. Is it didn't have Balkan Skull? Yeah, Balkan Skulls in it, which I was like, all right, points immediately. But I mean, <laughs> when you've met like all the Power Rangers for the most part, like I have, they, they you talk to them, they're like, yeah, we wanted to be in that. They just, you know. It's just the fuck you guys, uh, piece uh, of shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying they changed them, and then like a couple months later, yeah, you're gonna be in the movie, and I'm like, no one likes those guys though. We want those ones. Oh, I think it's your name, not your name. But uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, where do you land out there on Mortal Kombat 1995? Uh, do you bring a lot of nostalgia to it? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Let us know over on social media, Lois Oswear. You can find us at Epic Film Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can also join our fan community, the Hobsters Dumpster, Facebook.com slash groups slash Epic Film Guys, and hang out with us. We want to hear from you. Also, if, if, if you like what you're hearing here, or if you think it's a, a giant pile of shit and you want to talk shit about us and hate on us, go to iTunes right now and leave us a review. 
We just want to hear what you have to say. You're gonna get all Even the Paul W.S. Anderson fanboys on on iTunes. <laughs> hey, yes, you know it better than I do. So leave us a review on iTunes, please. Please, we would love you absolutely forever. Go check out Goody's. two different things. Please, he does, for the love of God. Uh, again, I don't know. I don't know how they manage uh, again to distill such greatness from 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 five voices. It's chaos. But I love every single bit of it. Um, the fifth of last year, you fold it around like this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, duty, take take a moment, please. Let us know. Uh, first of all, thank you for being here. I love you. I've, I've been a big fan of yours for a very, very long time. We go way back in 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 podcasting, podcasting space, old Podfix Bros, and and all those uh, all those fun things. So let us know where we can find a little bit of Shaken Not Nerd on the web. Um, yeah. Uh, shaking on nerd it's it's on all podcasting platforms spotify itunes all that sort of jazz um just type in shaken not nerd similar to a, a martini shaken not stirred uh on that same feed and channel you'll get noob as well which uh is uh you'll be able to tell the difference of it because the titles will say noob and they'll talk about uh, we'll be talking about video games um so generally monday sundays for uh, australia and the states it's movies and then you know thursday fridays is uh, is games um, if you want more visual stuff, there's the Shaken Not Nerd YouTube channel. Um, if you want to see some some Let's Plays or a bit of the uh, the celebrity interviews we've done at Comic-Cons, as well as uh, I've got my own YouTube channel called Duty, just D-U-D-I, and all of the video games that I do for Noob, I do video reviews on that channel. Um, so there's Mortal Kombat on there. You get to see Robocop killing the Terminator in, in Mortal Kombat 11, and it looks fucking awesome. <laughs> oh. good, man. My, it was my, a joy my. to have you all those links Thank will definitely be down in the show notes I, as well i've i've loved I, like listen every week i've been listening for fucking ages now we got to bring yeah. them back um, for power rangers yeah. 95 you brought it up i i assume at this point you're gonna come back on and do power rangers with us dude dude i've i've suggested to the the nerd let's let's do power rangers people love the fucking power rangers they're like nah nah i've got a power rangers prop coming in next you week know, is it fuzzy is it rangers. fuzzy's fault because no one wants to do Power Rangers. Fuzzy doesn't Fuzzy. want to do Power Rangers. Ian doesn't want to do Power Rangers. No one wants to do Power Rangers. Who cares if it's like three months late? It was June. Who cares? We're gonna do it now. One of these days when the Rona ends, you'll get to come back stateside. Or I'd really love to make it to Australia one of these days. But uh, either way, our paths will cross uh, once again. But in yeah. the meantime, we will cross audio paths again in the future, definitely for at least Power Rangers or whatever. One of these days, I'm going to show up on Shake and Not Nerd as well, and I'm going to tell Fuzzy to fuck himself for any number of other fuzzy Dan opinions that he has. Cause God damn it. That I man. Mean, I'll come back anytime for power Rangers. I love I it. It'll, it'll be soon. Then we'll, we'll, we'll try to schedule that shit out. And, <laughs> and I'm ready. Anytime you're ready. If you want to talk about Halloween, 2018, David Gordon greens. I'm, I'm ready to go, baby. So yeah, man, we'll do a, we'll do a fucking Halloween debate episode. Cause I really want to talk more Halloween 2018. Yeah. It's fuzzy. Zack Snyder needs $25 million to finish the effects on Justice League. He really thinks they're going to go shoot a whole other fucking movie like with $25 million in that cast. His his animosity toward uh, ju- this Justice League movie is I it's kind of delicious and hilarious. But at the same time, I'm like, Fuzzy, calm the fuck down. He's going to have a coronary. <laughs> yeah, he's really going to. He, 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 anything Zack Snyder, he, want, he hates him. <sighs> Wait, there's, there's another Justice League? What? what, what? The HBO Max. Fuzzy thinks yeah, that the they're one just going to do a film. No, I, I know. I'm being. He's I'm trying to be yeah. 
funny because uh, it didn't work. All I see on fucking, I mean, listen, as many Batman people as I'm as involved with on social media and stuff, all I see every day. I'm like, okay, I just want to see the movie now, please. Mm. Enough fan art, enough fan theory, enough this, this, enough that. Just let me see the damn thing. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. You know, I was the one that defended it more than anybody else on this show, and I didn't like it. So I'm ready to see another version of it, please. Please. I love Batfleck. I think today's his birthday, or it was yesterday, but either uh, way. Yesterday. Yeah. Yep. So thank you, Mr. Affleck, for giving me my second favorite cinematic Batman of all time. Thank you for giving an awful phoned-in performance in Justice League. Yes, he did do that, too. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for sticking with us here at the Epic Film Guys podcast. As Nick said early on in the show, we're trying to figure things out. We're trying to make the best show for you. And we're going to keep giving you content. If you're a patron, 100%, you are not going to lose Patreon content is coming out weekly now. So I'm going to be getting more and more stuff spun weekly for you guys. Tune in over there. This week, uh, and it would have dropped yesterday by the time you listen to this on release day, but uh, the first installment in the latest in the EFG Nick and I series that I do with Paul from The Countdown, that's $5 and up patrons. Nick's watch list. The next film is Glory. I did PD Wheat Straw with Dan of Netflix and Swill, which is, holy shit, incredible. Amazing. Yes. Oh my god, did I have a blast with that. And I also talked about uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World with Caleb from Netflix and Swill for its 10th anniversary. So yeah, Patreon content is going to be coming more regularly for all different tiers. Regular show content is going to come as often as we're able to give it to you and uh, and stuff and things and whatnot. When theaters and start reopening, isn't whacking it. You know, we, we, we have Bill and Ted 3 coming up. Seriously? The New Mutants. We got the New Mutants uh, coming up. We have Tenet coming up. We got a bunch <laughs> of stuff. Seriously. The so. duty side so hard he almost fell out of his chair. <laughs> Alamo I'm still, DC. I'm still, I'm still waiting for on. I'm still, I'm still waiting for the announcement. Uh, five days before the new mutant's supposed to come out, they're going to delay it again. Either way, we're going to see it. We're going to talk about it eventually. So whether we talk about it in five weeks or in five years, we're still going to talk about <laughs> it. So just put that in the books, ladies and gentlemen. We just wanted to thank you again, seriously, for, for tuning in week in and week out. Even though we haven't been giving you consistent like main shows lately, you guys have still been downloading tons of episodes. Uh, especially, I just want to give a special thanks to all of you horror fans out there that have really, really backed me and Moisos in our B-side, the Fright Night episode. It's done really, really well, and I've, the words that I've gotten from you guys, like a lot of the comments have really lifted us up. And right now is a tough time for a lot of people. COVID sucks. You know, it's a really tough time for everyone. The movie theaters, is, they're not open. It, nothing's the same. We're all kind of flabbergasted. Um, but just thank you for listening and thank you for supporting the Epic Film, guys. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. We love you. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for myself, for Mr. Duty Dutrum, for Justin, and for our absolutely beautiful God of Podcasting, Loisos, say your catchphrase. Uh, which one? Just, God damn it, Loisos. You're supposed to say Buzzinga. Oh, I thought he was going to say, I came in a sock five minutes ago. <laughs> Well, we know he came in a sock at least five minutes ago. Five times probably during this entire recording, but uh, we, we love you, Loy Sauce. It's okay. Thank you for accepting who I am and all anyway, that I am. Anyway, how is your sex life? <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody out there for listening. Uh, gentlemen, ladies, everyone out there, until next time, we will see you <gasps> At the movies. We're not coming! <laughs>